Gascast, a Bristol Rovers fans podcast. Welcome to Gascast, the Bristol Rovers podcast. Before we start today's pod, Tom's got a few words about one of our new partnerships. So if you haven't heard about it, uh, Play With A Legend are hosting a Legends game at the Mem. Uh, there's Ian Holloway, Aaron Lescott and the Duke. And you can play with them uh, for either 45 or 90 minutes. You get a personalised kit on the day. You play at the Mem, which is mint. Dressing room access. You get a pint after Q&A with the Legends. It's all filmed and all that stuff. Uh, if that sounds like it's something that would interest you, and you want to get some money off it, uh, enter GasCast, all one word, capitals at the checkout, and you'll get ten pounds off. Cool. Let's uh, let's get right into the action then. Um, since we've last spoke, um, there has been four games. Uh, we've had Plymouth away, Charlton at home, Doncaster away, and Luton at home. From those four games, we have two draws and two losses. Um, before the game started, we were two points off the relegation zone. Uh, but up in 13th, I believe. After those games, we are now down in 16th, but we're three points off the relegation zone. Um, considering the results aren't great, how do you guys? How, what, are you, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, on the outcome? I mean, getting further away from the relegation zone, even with just two draws, is fantastic news because it does feel like the last few times we've played, even though even if we've won, we've gained no ground, and if we've drawn or lost, we've been sucked closer and closer so it's nice to see some of the clubs that are down there dropping points um performances wise it's been a bit of a mixed bag really so i'm sure we'll go into a bit more detail on it but it's just nice to get a bit further away from the relegation zone after that kind of block of games yeah i mean we are further away from the relegation zone in terms of points but there's less bodies between us and the relegation zone now which means um, we can't rely so much on opponents as we have in recent weeks. Harley, are you worried a little bit about that or is it more for, about the points for you? I'm actually feeling pretty positive about our chances, to be honest. I think, like Met said, we've kind of we've been winning games, really impressive games under Graham and we haven't really pulled away. Um, but with the points that we've gained now, we're kind of slowly... Basically, there are other teams that I think aren't going to keep up with us. That's the only reason I'm so confident. There are there are enough teams down there that I think will be fine. Um, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Okay, we'll talk a little bit more about um, where you guys think we will finish, how many points we'll need. We spoke about a, spoke a bit about it last time, but we're gonna as we're looking at the final six games, we're gonna have a better indication of um, where each team is going to be and what our chances of survival are. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the performances of the last four. Mets, you said the performances were mixed bag. Which was the best performance and which was the worst performance in those last four games for you? Um, best performance, potentially Charlton. I thought we were Charlton right. Charlton or Plymouth? I didn't see any of the Plymouth games, so I couldn't possibly comment on it. But I've heard we played all right. I guess you two were there, so you might be able to tell me a bit better. Um, obviously, it goes without saying that the worst was the... Donny result, absolute shocker. And it, I, ca- I can't really tell if that was just players not turning up or if it was Graham making a, a formation change and quite a few player changes. But then I think the changes he made when I saw them, I thought they were spot on. I thought, yeah, we'll kind of freshen up the players who haven't really been performing, move a few out of the team for the match. And then it all just completely fell apart. I can't say much more than that really yeah the uh, the changes the changes were um dropping Liam Serkham and Tom Nichols who 
have been pretty ineffective as of recent weeks for Jakubiak and Riley and opting for a front three. Maybe a, maybe the same formation, but with Jakubiak in the hole, I'm not really sure what it was. Uh, and then uh, was Tom Lockyer coming back in defence for Alfie Kilgore. Harley, did you agree with the changes at the time? And did you think it was, given that Doncaster hadn't won in something like six or seven games, did you think it was the right move? No, not really. Um, Graham's kind of... I've actually been quite critical of him in the past for not changing things up and not really being a believer that he knows how to change things for, as Daryl would say, different projects. Um, This was, if anything, a massive thumbs up to him keeping the same squad and just being kind of stubborn in using the same lineup. We don't need to change the squad, so we shouldn't. Um, I guess he was just trying to freshen it up, but it obviously didn't work. Um, I didn't actually see the Doncaster game, but in the two games I did see Plymouth and uh, Luton, I'd say I think that Tariq Holmes-Dennis was rushed back for the Plymouth game, um, and he was, I'd say, at fault for the first or second Plymouth goal. can't remember which one, but he was at fault for one. Um, And I think that's why Kelly came back in and he was better against Luton. Um, I get why you would try and rush Tariq back because he's obviously a very talented player, but there's no point if he's not quite fit enough. Um, But yeah, I think in terms of the performances, the Plymouth game, I don't really think we were that good value against Plymouth, to be honest. Um, I wasn't impressed by them, but I wasn't impressed by us, um, with maybe the exception of Kilgore. Um, I thought it was a pretty average game except for the end of it. Um, And Luton, I was more impressed by Luton, uh, only the second half really, but yeah, I'd say it was better. I thought with Luton, actually, I thought we'd match them for long periods of the game, even though they had, especially in the first half, they were all over us quite a lot, and potentially could have gone in more than um, 2-1 in the end up. I think second half, we had a really good go at them, and I think we could have potentially got something out of the game, especially when it... It would tried to toe with them in the second half. I yeah, and it dropped to um, Johnson Clark Harris right at the end, um, and he couldn't quite bring it under. But I was quite glad to see that, um, kind of carrying on from you really, that THD wasn't playing against Luton, because he was... I didn't see the Plymouth game, but I did watch... Uh, a fair bit of the Doncaster game on I followed before I turned it off in disgust. Um, he was awful. He was just getting turned absolutely inside out by their winger, who'd looked decent, to be fair. I think he was on loan from like a Prem team. but Derby he's on loan from. There we go. Uh, but he absolutely tore THD a new one. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I think um, we've been saying when Holmes Dennis came back, we had the discussion, you know, Kelly's had such a good season for a 20-year-old left-back who's not really played any professional football at this level before, um, how well he's done. But Holmes Dennis, despite only being 22 years old himself, is very exciting prospect defensively. He's quick. He's on. He's always on his toes and he's, he's impressed us. And, and we, were, we were saying that out of the two, we would all start Holmes Dennis if given a fully fit option. And um, I know what you're saying. Maybe Holmes Dennis isn't fully fit, but it's interesting to see Kelly play so solidly against good sized like Luton um, I thought he was terrific and I think he's he really reminds me of Michael Smith he's blossoming into a into a good young young fullback I'm, and not, I'm not sure I'm a I'm that much of a fan of Kelly to be honest are you not I, I really I really think he's defensively in particular he's very very good in his positioning but he could add a lot more going forwards I agree is that is that what you sort of think I don't really think he offers anything going forwards, to be honest. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's harsh, but I, I don't really see anything from him. I think him. it is a bit harsh. His crossing's really good. Well, yeah. really good. It's decent for I a left back. I don't ever really get excited when he's on the ball. 
and sometimes he plays some shocking balls out. Like I, there were several times against Luton that he shanked it just aimlessly into the middle of the pitch, and they attacked from it. Um, I, I I do like a a youngster coming through, but I'm pretty sure he's 22 years old. I think he's. I think he was 20 at the start of the season and 21 now, maybe. Yeah, so it's very young for a fullback who's not played at this level before. Is all I'm saying. He's no Lee Brown. Well, not when he was no, 21. Fair. <laughs> he's no Lee Brown. And we'll that see. is forever going to be the bar that I set for every left back that ever plays. <laughs> who Tariq does do well up compared to. Two, so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do like. I did like it when we played Kelly at left back and then Holmes Dennis at left wing. They played well mm. together in that game against Walsall. They were terrific mm. on that left hand side. Um, yeah, I, I think he's for his first season. It's good. If we hang on to him, let's see. Well, we will hang on to him. I don't think he's going to go to West Ham, as rumoured. I've heard (laughs) rumours. I don't think he's quite that good, but I think he's one for next season, for sure. One thing I like about him, actually, is he does like a shot, like a speculative. He had one at Scunthorpe that made the highlights, that like forced a save, and he had one against Luton that just, well, it went miles over, but he was about 40 yards out. It just dropped to him, and he was like, yeah, go on then. I'm going to smash this. Yeah, you got to have time for someone that just like listens to the terrible shoot yeah. crowd <laughs> and just absolutely pumps one at the net. Yeah. Never go in unless you're Johnson Clark Harris. Speaking of Johnson Clark Harris, <laughs> uh, I was about to say, speaking of thumping one in, but then, <laughs> then you, you, you kindly uh, segue we thinking the same thing to yeah. Clark Harris. Um, he's been absolutely terrific and we spoke about him at length last time and we're sort of running out of superlatives for him um my concern is that we're becoming too dependent on him um in terms of goals he's scored i think nine of our last 10 goals have been him um the only other one being liam circum versus blackpool uh what are your guys thoughts you know can we we need more goals than the rest of the team obviously what do we need to do to do that honestly it scares the crap out of me um i am absolutely terrified of the thought of I don't like having one player that's the standout. I think even when we had Matty Taylor, we had the Billy Bowden. I really don't see... He basically is our entire team at the moment. If he wasn't there, we would be completely screwed. We'd be down by now, in my opinion. And um, I've never... I I don't recall. I invite anyone to tweet us and, and suggest someone. I don't recall anyone joining in January that's made this big an impact. John Joe O'Toole made a pretty big impact when he came in in League Two. This is just ridiculous and also i would i would put the massive shout out there that i've been supporting rovers as seems to get older probably about 13 14 years now and i've never been as impressed by a player than johnson clark harris well off the bat you mean or in general in general i've more than everything about him everything about lambert more than Lambert. Oh, Definitely. but didn't you rip me last time for saying... I did, yeah. For comparing him to Lambert. <laughs> but I'm not comparing him to Lambert. All I'm saying is me, right? I Lambert was quite a while ago, to be fair. I was there, but can't remember. Johnson Clark-Harris, the way he brings the ball out of the air, he's always creating like a metre of space around him. And like Sonny Bradley is an incredibly strong and powerful defender. And Johnson had him on toast, really, yeah. for strength. And that, and there is no one else in the league that can do that. Every attribute about him, he's got a bit of pace about him as well. Um, his finishing, that goal he scored on Saturday was ridiculous. Skill as well to do that. Yeah, mm. I don't understand what he thought he was doing with it. He just, he just jogged past the entire <laughs> defensive line. Well, it was a bad, it was a bad ball to him, and he managed to ping it off his shoulder and then dink it over the the centre back. And then just get there before the keeper. With no effort, really, whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, 
I've if he keeps up this kind of form, then yeah, I, I completely mean what I'm saying here. I've never been as impressed by someone. He looks he looks championship quality, doesn't he? Really, he does. Oh yeah. yeah, and that scares the crap out of me. Well, it does. It scares me, but at the same time, I think we're in the driver's seat for once in this situation. You know, with Taylor, he had the release clause, obviously, and I'm not. He, Clark Harris may have a release clause, but I doubt it. Um, given four hundred k, we've learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and Bowden was in the last six months of his contract, so we didn't get very much for him. Uh, Holmes Dennis was on a contract that, so say, sets him up for life. Mets surely, when if people do come knocking in the summer, it's got to be you know well over a million pounds for him, if not two two million. Yeah, I'd be looking big money for him. We've only just signed him; he's on a long deal. Like apparently Hull are already looking at him and championship teams are going to be looking at him just because of the impact he's made. And not only that, it's not just the goals, it's kind of everything. Everything we do that's good so far, well, since January has been through him. Our whole tactic at the moment seems to be lump it up to him. He'll either chest it down or knock it on or just give him the ball anywhere inside the opposition half and he'll run and... And he succeeds. Yeah. That's the mental thing it. about we are, it. We are literally, at the moment, a one-man team. There's no goals coming from anyone else. So, um, yeah, there's obviously a worry that if he got injured, that would be awful. But, I, to be honest, as long as he keeps doing it, I'm I'm not too upset that we're, we are a one-man team. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, it is a worry in general, though, because, you know, we spoke last time, is this a purple patch? It may still be a purple patch because um, we've got some tough games coming up and there's no guarantee that he's going to keep scoring a goal every game. Um, and certainly there have been some underperformers in this squad who we've been carrying for best part of half a season. Um, any names spring to mind for you, Harley? No. None? You don't think we've had any <laughs> underperformers? I, because there's so many. <laughs> I, I have no idea who I would even start with, to be honest. Um to be honest, Johnson is carrying the entire team right now, I'd argue. Yeah, that, um, that's sort of what I want to say, is he is carrying most of the team, and that's got to be unacceptable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Can I suggest some names? Yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I've got a few. Uh, so we've got, obviously, Ollie Clark, Liam Serkham, Tom Nichols, biggest one. Um, I'd potentially argue um, Partington as well. I don't think he's been great when he's come in, and inexplicably replace James Clark for a couple of games and I don't really understand why. Uh those are the ones that really jump out. I'd potentially put Riley in that bracket, but I feel a bit harsh because he doesn't really get a look in. But he does score goals when he does play. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... he does pretty much nothing all round. Yeah. Um and I'd put Upson in there as well. I think his form he's been better the past few games, but Upson I think generally the season's been underwhelming. He has been underwhelming, but I think he's sort of come into his own a little bit these last few games. I thought he was very good against Luton. Second half, first half he was poor, um, but he is uh, turning into... He, he seems to suit the diamond more than he suited a full 4 2 um, We've got a couple of questions uh, from Twitter. We put out a tweet earlier today asking for your questions and your suggestions on what we could talk about. Uh, we had a good response. We're going to pick a few now and go through a few and... Uh, give a, give you our thoughts. Um, so Trevor Edwards uh, has tweeted in and said, um, what exactly is the method of play from back to front? The ball is not worked <coughs> Excuse me, through the midfield and there is no out ball going wide. So it ends up back in the defence and lumped forwards. Um, 
is, I guess this question is, what are we trying to do in terms of formation? Is it just hoof it to Clark Harris and hope for the best? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we've just been saying. I suppose the it is a bit of a one man team vibe, and and not only that, but we don't really seem to have any other style that we can go with because why bother with another one when lumping it to him is always the answer. I mean that goal he scored they gave it to him and he scores you know you remember those t-shirts that you've seen before where it says like give it, it said like give the ball to O'Toole did it did it go in no give the ball to O'Toole yeah <laughs> and just loop through that that's basically what it is now yeah and that's that's not a good sort of tactic really is it because obviously if he gets injured or the goals dry up then we are um down shit creek I mean, without we, a paddle we really can't, so. we can't be looking to go wide because we have no width whatsoever no unless we're looking to Nichols to go down the wing but I mean we dare not get onto that subject so yeah it's got to go through the middle I don't know where Rodman is at the moment but he did used to link up play quite well well we um, spoke last time about playing Rodman at attacking mid instead of Circum he must be injured he, he must, must be, be yeah I think so, I think Circum would have been dropped for Rodman if not yeah I mean we don't tend to play any beautiful stuff we do get a bit down the full back full backs with crosses but although you say like kelly's got an okay ball on him i wouldn't say either of them are known for their prolific crossing james clark or michael kelly no james clark tends to get forward a bit more and he does mm. the odd driving run but... and it's always surprising every oh, single yeah. time i'm surprised even though it happens 20 times a game i'm always surprised yeah. that he's flying down the wing um but you know normally he just wins corners or throw-ins and you know that that is a, a way of creating a goal i suppose but you just don't you don't see any dangerous width, really, do you? No. no. Well, there was a lot of talk um, on Saturday about um, the lack of width in our team and the and and the amazing options out wide that Luton had. Luton were playing a diamond as well. They weren't playing four four two, but they overran us out wide every time because they have probably the two best fullbacks in the league in James Justin and uh, I can't remember the other lad's name. Um, but they, I thought they were brilliant, their fullbacks, and they they almost looked like wingers, didn't they? The amount yeah. of times they got it out wide and they were doubling up on our fullback. Um, it's, it's an incredibly tough ask to to be a fullback that fills that kind of wingback role, and that's always what I th- I wanted a Ledbetter to be, um, and that's always why I was so excited by his pace because you do need pace to play that, right? You have to be able to get forward. I think J- I don't think James Clark has got the pace to be that wingback that occupies that amount of the pitch on the wing. Tariq has, but I'm not sure his fitness is quite there to be able to do it week in, week out. Next week, next season, I think he may be. Yeah, oh, well, ho- hoping that his legs keep, well, strong, basically. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't break down, but he he could be, definitely. And that was kind of why I was happy to see Lee Brown go in a weird way, because I didn't think Lee Brown could play that wing-back role, whereas I think Tariq probably can. Now on the right... If it's not Ledbetter, then we're going to need something there. But in terms of the style that we're playing, yeah, I think we need more from the fullbacks if we're to play with no wingers. And and I don't know if Graham's planning on bringing in wingers. I mean, he didn't exactly... He got rid of a winger in January and didn't bring another one in. Two wingers. Yeah, he so... He Mentor as well. And Matthews as well now. Oh, yeah, th- sorry, three so, wingers. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's clearly not that bothered by the, the width. He must be getting it from the fullbacks, right? Well, I guess he's he's happy with the results um, and the tactics, which seem to be uh, narrow, hoof ball, Clark Harris gets something on it and then gets swarmed by a striker and um, the centre mids. That seems to be the tactic anyway. Um, another question uh, from Connor Carter. Liam Circum's form, we touched on it briefly, um, definitely questionable. And given that we're now playing a formation that's supposed to suit him and he's in the middle 
rather than out wide, he's almost uh, put in even more disappointing performances. What do you guys think? He's been awful. Like I think in the diamond, especially, he's been since he's been pushed up a bit. He's yeah, like you said, been worse than usual. He just doesn't look interested at all. He doesn't look like getting on the ball and driving at defenders like he kind of used to, or having a pop from outside the area. He just he really doesn't look like he's up for it at all. I don't know if there's something going on with him or what, but yeah, he kind of really needs to buck up his ideas really I think because he's at risk if he carries on like this of being let go well I don't know when his contract's up and I might be chatting up my ass, but I would be very tempted to let him go in the summer just based on the last kind of well this season really he's been really really poor yeah we can't really afford him to have another season like this season next year and if he was out of contract I would almost lean towards letting him go I know we all know he has the qualities but this season has just been dreadful and like you say I don't know if there's anything going on in his personal life um, Harley, what, what do you think about Circum? Well, I, I, I previously coined the phrase Team Circum, um, hashtag Team Circum, actually, because I was so upset at how everyone was talking about him on social media. Um, but I can't exactly defend the performance against Luton. It was it was disappointing. Um, I haven't given up on hope up on him yet. He does have his moments, but he. <laughs> The thing I would say is he is always the player that manages to get the shot away on the edge of the box, right? No one else seems to even be able to do that. So there's something to be said for the fact that he actually does get into the right areas. But last season, season he was finishing them and he was, or he was playing it off of someone and running forwards and getting in there. Um, I think he did. He had a pretty bad injury this season. So I think think it's unfair to say he's been terrible all season because he hasn't exactly been back for that long, really, has he? And well, I think he's during probably that played, period, he's been played out of position. He's probably played about 30 games this season. In what position, though, most of them? Well, left wing for the first half, and then since January, he's been attacking mid, really, and he's almost played worse at attacking mid than he has at left mid. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think... I think he needs a little bit more time in him. I mean, players do go through purple patches and bad form and, and good form as well. I mean, he, he had a brilliant season last year. He didn't just have like a good month. He was on fire all seasons. So he's definitely got the technical ability to do what he was doing. And I think we just need to kind of stick by him at least until the end of this season. And hopefully he's going to show it for the rest of the games. But hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I would I'd say he deserves... He deserves another season, maybe based on his previous merit. But if we go down, I can't. I, you know, that's not really forgivable, is it? You can't have this many players have bad seasons. But I'd also add, though, he isn't a cam, and I don't. And that, that but he isn't a centre su- mid either. Are people suggesting that he's being, he's back in his position that he was good in? So where would you play him? Centre mid, 100%. in a two or in a three? In a two, in a two, yeah, or in a three. It doesn't matter. Just as long as he's not. As long as he's not forced to occupy this final third position that Daryl forced him into with the left wing move, because every I've said this on the last one, everything he does is about his engine. He gets back, he gets forward, he occupies so much space, a bit of a Sinclair really, and that he just gets all around the park. But he's got a lot more technical ability. So when he's played in cam, he's completely wasted because by the time the ball gets, he's not running, he's receiving the ball and he's got a turn and he's okay with that. But most of his goals come from him racing forward for the ball, playing a one-two and keeping going and bombing into the box. And when he's in cam, everyone knows where he's going to be. So he, can't, he hasn't got that surprise factor. And I think, I don't think he's a cam. I don't, and I don't think he's that difficult to fit in either. He was, he was okay in a two last season, wasn't he? 
Um, I can't really. I think we played a more of a four three three, didn't we, last season with Bowden? We changed on formation a lot, actually, didn't we? Yeah, but it's hard to say. We did change formation even mid game quite a lot. But he was always like he does his defensive duties well, and like on against Luton, it did just kind of feel like it was, you could forget he was there because he just kind of it's just anonymous. That's, that's been the kind of story of his season, I'd say. Mm. For, literally, I've forgotten he's there quite a few times, and I see him pop on. On the ball, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, Sirkham mm. is playing. Which isn't what you want from one of your midfield four, no matter where they're playing, really. Mm. I think he needs to be a bit deeper, really. And I don't I don't like it when we when we take that player that's doing well attacking-wise to say, you know, in the past we've had it with John Joe O'Toole as well, where he was scoring goals from deep in centre mid. He's practically a defensive player, but we went, oh, we'll just play him up front now. And you, you continue to get the attacking up front, but you, you almost lose everything else good about him. And... Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't given up on Circum. Although I, I might if if we're not going to put him where where I think he's best. <laughs> fair, fair comments. Um, Trevor Edwards again has uh, tweeted in. Will Rovers and Barnsley both need something going into the final game of the season? Matt, oh, that's big. Um, I think Barnsley probably will. Um, I think there'll still be something for them to play for. Um, us, I. I'm going to stick my neck out and say, no, we'll be safe. I think we'll get enough points from the the big ones, the the Bradford, the Wimbledon, the Rochdale. Um, I think we'll get enough points from them to be safe and then we can kind of chill on the last day and let Barnsley walk all over us like we did with Millwall and then we can all just go home happy. It'd be great. Yeah, that's, uh, well, I'm hoping you're right. Um, these next six games are, they are really are six cup finals in my opinion. Um we, I I'm going to disagree with you. You don't think they're six cup finals? No, I think the cup finals are the Bradford, the um, Wimbledon, and the Rochdale games. I think the other ones are eminently losable, and I don't think it really makes any difference if we do lose them. Well, I, I think that's a bad mentality to go into because Bradford and Rochdale are going to be fighting for their lives. Wimbledon are top of the form table in the league. They've won something like seven Wimbledon of their last five. ten. They lost to Gillingham the other day at home. Yeah, but they've won seven of their last ten otherwise. I don't care. We'll go and batter them. No, no that's, <laughs> that's a bit cocky. Uh, I've, I've, I really do think we'll get something at Wimbledon. I'm not sure. I, I think it's. I, I would rather go into Coventry with cup final mentality, get the win there, and then get one of the other wins from the next two. So we're not leaving it as late as possible. Because under pressure this season, we've been bad. In all the home games where we've needed to win, Gillingham, Warsaw... Wickham. Uh, Wickham, I could go on and on. Scunthorpe, you know, we've lost all of those games or drawn. Um, in in Shrewsbury's case, uh, Plymouth and Oxford as well, we drew. Um, it, it's we've we've not we've not performed in the games where push has come to shove. And if we leave it to these those two home games, the Rochdale and the Bradford game, you know, evidence shows based on this season that we've struggled. And yeah, you can say over the last fifteen games we've been really good. We've been playoff form. But under pressure, mentally, I have big doubts over this squad. Well, we I think we can all safely say that Johnson Clark Harris is going to score an absolute worldie at the Rico Arena on his return. Yeah, I would love, I would love that. But we don't know that, do we? Um, and I, I don't, I don't want us to put all hedge all our bets on that Bradford and Rochdale game. We have to treat all of these games as a cup final. You know, Fleetwood away as well. I don't know because I, I really even the runner games we're in at the moment with the Bradford and the Charlton and the Coventry I looked at those three games and I thought no points I mean 
getting a tr- uh, point against Charlton is an absolute bonus. If we get anything against Coventry, I think it's a bonus. I think we really, really need to focus on those three games. And I know, I know what you mean about the mentality of thinking, well, it, this game doesn't matter. It's the next one that's the pressure one. But I don't know if it just takes off the pressure of saying, right, we're going away like away to Donny. It's a free hit. It doesn't matter if we lose. It kind of takes takes a bit of the pressure off for focusing on those games that you might, well, you definitely need to win the two home games. I don't know. I'm not a sports like psychologist, so I don't know. Well, I was, I was thinking of psychologically then, and I'm going to ask you to be a sports psychologist. Okay. So you say about the cup finals, the six cup finals. As Graham, do you play it down or do you play it up? I play it up. And I think Graham will play it up as well. Because that's he is the a kind passion of man he is. Yeah, he's, he's never going to play a game down. You fucking don't leave <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't not swear when I was saying that. <laughs> you didn't even do the accent. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to try that. I've tried accents on it before and it never goes well. Yeah, no, I, I think he'd play it up massively and I would as well. Um, I think these these boys need to, to treat every single one of these games as, as so important. They, they can, there could be no room for... Oh, this is a free hit. This is there's no pressure here because, you know that that's not, you know there's a lot at stake. And if they're too relaxed, then for me that's just I'd rather them be too tense than too relaxed. I don't know, too relaxed or too tense, it ends up in the same result that they're not performing as you would need them to to win games. So I don't, yeah, I don't I, know. I mean, Johnson Clark Harris, if he's the epitome of. Graham on a football pitch then he's a good sign right because he's never going to be turning up to a game even if you're keeping him relaxed in the dressing room he's going to be fired up the second he gets out there he's going to have his veins pulsating through his head if he's in a goal celebration you know he's if you get more more players like that a go-go as well he's always going to be up for it and a cheeky chappy the reason I'm so kind of confident about those games is that those all those teams are down there for a reason they're all bad and I think Johnson Clark Harris is going to absolutely have a field day against all of their defenses. That's just I've just got that in my head that he's going to batter around them. But again, like I feel like we went backwards here, but I, it's almost like you talk about him as like different to the team. Like <laughs> no one else is going to have a field day. It's just no, going to be Johnson up front, just, <laughs> just him, and that's all we need. Unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's, I'm really hoping we put in some good team performances in the next couple of games and not just one-man performances as it has been. Uh, I think that's unfair for me to say that on the defence because the defence have been very good, but the midfield for me has been non-existent. When uh, is a question for both of you. Okay. When do you think we had a performance like since January where you think that is a good team performance, like the midfield's played well, the defence has played well, and the attack? I would say probably Blackpool. 4-0 win I know Clark Harris scored a hat-trick but Sirkin was brilliant that day that's probably been the only time he's been good in, in the diamond and also Johnson scored some tap-ins so yeah there's not you know it wasn't all him yeah the ball was actually given to him yeah probably that game um, none other really spring to mind to be honest um, Harley I can't think of any I think Blackpool does it for me to be honest I think we've had I, I like I said I was really positive about the Luton second half I think yeah same we looked pretty good in that second half, but other than that, you've probably had 20-minute periods here and there. Mm. Blackpool, the exception. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, let's move on to our um, player spotlight uh, section. Um, the player we're going to be focusing on this week is Ollie Clark. 
Bristol born and bred, one of our own. Um, he's not having a great season, is he? Um, frustratingly, because since coming up to League One, he's been hot and cold. And when he's been hot, he has been absolutely dominant in the middle of the park. Perry Perry hot. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> is Perry Perry. But at the minute, he's a bit lemon and herb, isn't he? So, um, so what's going on with Ollie Clark? And uh, why do you think he doesn't really suit the diamond? Why do you think he's not producing those performances that he was at the start of the season? And uh, I can't remember when that uh, purple patch was for him. A couple of seasons ago? Second half of the season before last. Yeah. That's how long ago it yeah. was. When he was absolutely on flames. Um, why it's not happening for him, I it's hard to tell really because he just doesn't... When When things are going well for us, he's really involved and he wants the ball and he's driving and he's shooting he's doing and like obviously the tackling all the things that I really like about Ollie Clark when things aren't going well he's not that one that gets on the ball takes the game by the scruff of the neck he he does go missing and that's the bit that I think if he if he can change that that kind of mentality to be the the one who is going to g the rest of the team up then he could be he could be absolutely pivotal for us but as it stands that's that's the bit that just frustrates me no end and I've I've noticed it a lot this season and I don't know if that's because we're in a relegation fight so we're kind of on the back foot on a lot of games where we're kind of um, not the better team we're not kind of playing the game that he that suits him a bit more but he he's just gone missing way too much this season and it annoys me as well I'm going to put it out there I do like a bit of aggression I do like a bit of like passion but he gets himself booked for mouthing off on the at the ref at least two three times a season, and it, every time it just annoys me so much. I don't know why. Just... I was about to say discipline. He always it's in a weird way though. It doesn't look like he's he's going to do it in a way that grabs the game. It almost seems like he loses his head a little bit, and he normally doesn't do better when he's in that mood. I noticed it against Luton actually. Um, but the thing I was going to say is I, I struggle to know what he is as a centre midfielder because I think a lot has been said over the years for his shooting and arguably I think I've heard people say that he has the best shot in the club right not anymore not not anymore <laughs> but he certainly at one point was up there right he can hit a ball but I mean he's, he doesn't score enough to be that player right the goal scoring sentiment he doesn't score enough to do that no. he scores some rockets not in a while really he scored some against Blackpool away this season but probably that's it yeah, he's, I think he's got four goals or thereabouts this season, so he has been involved. And at the start of the season, in particular, he was really good defensively. Um, well, that's the thing is he is he a defensive player? Because I don't, I, I would say he's he's a, a complete midfielder in that he tries to do a bit of everything. He's he tries to be a good physical presence. He tries to um, shoot from distance. He tries to defend, but he also tries to um, connect the play. He, he does a little bit of everything, but he doesn't really specialize in any one thing. Um, he reminds me a bit of Ellis before he had that season where he broke through and was phenomenal. He did, Ellis didn't really know what kind of striker he was. We didn't know if he was you know, that quick striker that got him behind. We didn't know if he was trying to be a target man. We didn't know if he was trying to be a poacher. He didn't really suit any of it. And then one season it clicked and he was all three at once. And that's when he scored so many goals and got himself a championship move. And I think Ollie Clark, he isn't as young as Ellis was in that moment. I think he's, what, 25 now? twenty, Maybe even 26? Yeah. Um, He's and he's not for, been around the block for ages. Yeah, he? and he's not quite like you say. I don't know what kind of central midfielder he is. He tries to do a little bit of everything, um, but you know, with with Circum, you can say Circum's really good technically. And last season in particular, his shooting was his biggest asset. 
Upson, you could say his defensive work is his best. Uh, Sinclair, you can say it's his energy and his tackling. Um, with Ollie, it's difficult. It's difficult to know what he is. He's not a playmaker. He's n- he's sort of box to box. What do you think, Matt? Um, yeah, he's he's this. The word you used over and over again was try. He tries to do this and he tries to do that. I think he does try to be a bit of everything. So therefore, kind of like you know the jack of all trades, master of none. Um, and the kind of traits that I think are would be his strengths, like his shooting. He hasn't really got into any any sort of uh, range this season. Like he's got four goals, but for a midfielder that is going to be pushing up, and we, well, I expect him to be shooting from distance, kind of same as Circum. I'd expect a lot more goals. Um, and the other thing is that he's he was um, captain for the. Oh, I can't remember which game it was. Plymouth. Plymouth game. And I think he doesn't show the lead. I, I well, would... I was about to comment on that, actually. Because, that um, was a real surprise. When he walked out with the armband on, I remember being like, well, what on earth is that based upon? Is that just the fact that he's from Bristol? I mean, is that is that the criteria here? Um, but there was a moment in the second half where, ironically, I think he actually got a bit hot-headed. And he did actually show some captain spirit there where he was actually rallying people he was getting really kind of in their faces and he did surprise me in the second half against Plymouth because I think he was actually quite a reason for us carrying on I mean maybe that was him car- uh, taking what Graham was saying on the sidelines and kind of projecting it on which is the captain's job really isn't yeah. it um, I mean Graham must have done it for a reason I was surprised but I do think there might actually be something in there it's just I don't think he... He didn't come out ready to be that role. But I think he got there eventually. Not, mainly probably because Plymouth are really shit housey and <laughs> it winds up all of us up. Yeah, I was going to say, on that, where I sit, I can normally hear a fair few of the players and the player I hear the most is Tony Craig by a mile. He is angry. He's great. I, I never hear Ollie Clark. I hear quite a lot of James Clark, but not never Ollie Clark. He's He's pretty much mute. So... It, that's another reason why it's a surprise that he was um, captain because I don't know it, everyone's got their own kind of idea of what a captain should be but mine is the aggressive yelling uh, well like you just said directing Graham's passion on the pitch mm. yeah well I I very much think that the, the, the captain's armbands a ceremonial role and I think you should have captains all over the pitch really like you just said Craig he is vocally a captain he doesn't have the armband but he plays the role of a captain so is, is giving him the armband going to make any difference at all? One thing I did notice, actually, because we huddled against the uh, Luton game. Did you notice that before? We have been huddling for a few, about a month or two now. Oh, right, Are we well. talking about Gascast or the game? <laughs> 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 I've, I haven't noticed the huddle. I've been just ignorant. I think I got there late at the Charlton game. Um, anyway, an aside. Um, I noticed Tony Craig was um, giving the huddle, like the, the big talk. G-ing up talk. Yeah. To the captain's job. This does yeah. not slip now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh God! Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like I say, it's a it's a ceremonial role. If Tony feels he has the most experience and the most authority to to say that, regardless of if he's captain, then he should, um, because we you should have leaders all over the pitch. It shouldn't just be down to whoever wears the captain's armband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that's something that, where regardless of your thoughts on Graham being the manager. It's kind of obvious that's the kind of player he's going to bring in, right? Leaders all over the pitch. Johnson's a leader. Agogo's a leader. Craig, yeah. I mean, Craig's probably his favourite player. He probably wears his uh, Tony Craig 
Millwall shirt to bed, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> What yeah. you don't? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> you love a you love a proper Tony Craig character, don't you, Matt? Yeah, I, do you know what? I was wondering if I get a chance to say it, but I noticed that he tucks his shirt in, and that is my kind of player. He's he's rivaling Sinks now for my favourite. He's up. Oh no, not Tony Craig. Sorry, a Go Go tucks his shirt. Hang on. I know which one's your favourite, a Go Go or Tony Craig? Oh, I like Tony Craig. He's just angrier generally. He told the fourth official to fuck off and not giving him a throw-in. It's not even the fourth official's job. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of aggression you want, isn't it? Yeah. Just like, just outright yelling at anyone. <laughs> it's just abusive and yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. unnecessarily abusive. That's, Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. Um, yeah, that about wraps it up for this week, unless you guys have anything else you want to discuss. Um, no? Cool. All right, well, um, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Up the gas. 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 Gas cast, a Bristol Rovers fans podcast.